Ladies, this is Matt Sin from Wrestle Life Radio. And speaking of ladies, I'm here with two very lovely ladies today. First and foremost, I'm here with the BWC, B-dubs, my beautiful wife, Carol. Say hello, Carol. Hello, Carol. Yes, every time, every single time. And I'm also here with my good friend, the lovely Rain. Say hi, Rain. Hello. And I guess I should also say, gentlemen, we also welcome you to listen to Wrestle Life Radio. Today is October 4th, 2019, and we just finished watching the debut on Fox for Friday Night Smackdown. And let me tell you, it was kind of crazy. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We're not going to do it this day in wrestling history because in just a couple hours, we will also have our Hell in a Cell preview up. And Mr. Chris Cumby has you taken care of. And also, if I try to say this day in wrestling history, I'm honestly, I'm kind of afraid he'll yell at me because he seems to do that quite often. I don't want to be yelled at today because today's been a good day. So we're going to get right into it. And I just want to say before we actually start talking about the wrestling, that the intro was so flipping cool. I loved the video. I loved the set. I loved the pyro. And like, and this is nothing against the raw set because I liked it. But it, it, the raw set was really cool. But man, SmackDown just it it is the A show. I don't really know what else you can say about it. It is absolutely the A show. Everything looked like an actual event. It, it just looked absolutely incredible to watch on TV. But we also have someone here that was there live. So Rain, when the show started. Tell me a little bit about, about what the feeling was like in the stadium, in the Staples Center. Yeah, so the atmosphere, just like just looking at the stage, it was amazing. It looked it looked different than other wrestling stages that I've, I've seen in person. Um, I, I'm assuming they stepped it up big time this time because it's on Fox. And just the crowd was really excited, especially when they played the uh the the open the video everyone's just screaming and i don't know i wasn't sure which ones were actually on air um because stephanie and vince mcmahon showed up uh at some point at the beginning of the show and yes that was on that was on tv okay awesome yeah so then they welcomed everyone and we were all just going nuts it's amazing. Yeah, Vince got a huge pop. Like that even came across really good on TV. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely insane. Yeah. What What did you think of the intro, honey? You really seemed to like it. Oh, the intro was very cool. The video was great, uh, and then just, just the enormity of the set was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of panning around, looking at the crowd. It looked like it was absolutely packed. Mm-hmm. Was it totally packed out, Ray? Yeah. Yeah. It looked very impressive, just all together. The the visual and the video was great. It just looked really, really cool. The Staples Center holds a bunch of people, too. So it's nice that they can pack out such a large stadium. Let's see. Seating. And the Staples Center can hold 21,000 people. And yeah, that is, that's an insane number. And not to mention, they also drew almost 4 million people. They drew 3.8 million people on TV last week. Their final show on USA drew a little over two million. Wow! Wow! That's that's a huge. That's almost doubling your number. Now this has been, you know, one of the biggest uh, produced and one of the the biggest marketed shows that WWE has done in quite some time. So I don't expect that three point eight to stay up. But who cares, man? As long as the show is is good and seems like you know it, it seems like an event, I'm okay with it. It was fun. It's really fun. So the show opens up. With the man, Becky Lynch. And I absolutely love her smoke pyro. It's just mm-hmm. really cool. I really I really enjoyed it. She came out that she came out there and she was gonna talk a little bit, but she was interrupted by the man that has his own terrible mashup theme. And that's Mr. Baron Corbin. And so he came out there and he was going to interrupt Becky, and as he started to get in the ring, you heard none other than you, you want to do it? Do you want to do it? You don't want to do it? Rain, do you want to do it? And The Rock. <laughs> if you smell <laughs> what The Rock is perfect. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. I love it. I love it. So The Rock comes out and basically, like, I can even go into everything that he said, but I will say <laughs> that he and Becky Lynch called Baron Corbin a super tough dude, which is hilarious because... That is uh, that's that's STD. 
And so The Rock says that every time Baron Corbin gets in that ring, there'll be 20,000 people chanting at him, STD. Now we'll see if that actually works. Because uh, the, the popcorn fart thing with Jonathan Coachman from 10 years ago didn't work out so well. But we'll, we'll see. I, I'm legitimately interested to see, to watch, watch SmackDown next week and see if we get an STD chant. Uh, he called him something else, too. What else did he call him? Something like an adult Burger King guy uh, oh, or something yeah. like that. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, bur- a Burger King on crack. And then he called him cracky. cracky. So I think, and I'm going to try to remember this. I can't remember anything. But my plan is for from now on, on this radio show, on this podcast, we're gonna start calling Baron Corbin Cracky. <laughs> I think it's perfect. So that's what we're that's what we're gonna go that's what we're gonna go with. Poor I think it's, Corbin. I think it's terrific. I'd rather um, say that than STD, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Um, the Rock was getting really emotional, and my wife was also getting really emotional because when you can you you could feel it through the TV. Yeah. It, it was one of the best segments that WWE's had in quite some time. Yeah, like he was out there having a good time and and just tearing it up and totally in control of the room. But uh, at one point, you could tell he's definitely feeling like big feelings, right? And and then I started having big feelings, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my <Aww>. goodness, <laughs> it was great! It was oh, very great." Man. Mm. Have you ever seen The Rock live before? No, that was actually the first time that I've ever seen him live. So and wow. and, and, and it caught it us all by surprise too for him yeah. to just come out that early. Yeah. So I remember when we heard him coming out, we were just freaking out. Wow. Like the yeah. well, whole Staples Center was shaking because we That's went awesome. nuts. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, so basically, Becky Lynch, The Rock asked Baron Corbin, is that what you think? And Baron Corbin, being a dork who's never watched wrestling before, I guess, said, well, yes, that's what I... And then Becky Lynch says, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> and it was it was good. And uh, yeah, they, they both beat up Baron Corbin, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. But what was so funny about this, and, and I told my wife this, and I want to see what you think too, Rain. I, I told her, I said... Becky Lynch doesn't look like a second-rate citizen because so many times when you have The Rock in there or even Stone Cold Steve Austin or Generation X and you have a big superstar of the past and they're standing there next to someone that's supposed to be, you know, the guy or in Becky Lynch's case, the man today, mm-hmm. it just makes them seem like a dork. Like, And I know I always hit on Seth Rollins, but I'm going to use him as an example. When he was in there a few months back with Generation X, he looked so out of yeah. place. And he looked such a dork sitting there in the ring. Becky Lynch looked awesome. Mm-hmm. And I I am I really think that this is going to make her even more popular than what she already is. Yeah, I agree. I think with Becky, she's able to separate her being a fan of these people, like The Rock and Stone Cold and all, you know, of wrestling in general, and, and her being you know, a wrestler and being their you know, co-worker. Or, or friend like she's able we can tell she 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 knows how to play i am the man i am becky lynch and oh my god i am becky lynch and this was my dream now i am working with these people yeah yeah she's obviously very confident mm-hmm. and yeah that 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 whole clip was great ladies and gentlemen if you haven't seen that clip yet as soon as this show is over you can find it on youtube it's it's really good please watch it um then we go to commercial break and we come back and we have Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. And this match, and I'm interested to see what you thought of this. To me, this match wasn't as good as it was a week or two ago when they wrestled, which I thought was absolutely incredible. But there was this long commercial break right in the middle, so I feel like we didn't really get to see much of it. So, Rain, how did it come off live? You know, live, I, I think the fans loved it. Um, yeah. I was waiting for people to see, hey, okay, is someone going to go to the bathroom here? Nope. Everyone's actually watching it. And I don't know if they showed it on TV that Trish Stratus and Lita came out and watched the match. Uh, but they, they did. They actually showed them at ringside, but they didn't show their entrances. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they walked in and you know the crowd loved them. And they sat ringside. And going into the match, everyone's excited. 
it's the four horse women and the oh, match, yeah. especially Charlotte. I, I actually thought Charlotte brought her a, a, a plus 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 game last night. Yeah. I mean, I always expected, you know, a lot from Charlotte Flair, but last night was really good from Charlotte Flair. Right. Especially with her pinning or not pinning, uh, making uh, Bailey tap out. That was actually a good end to the match. Yeah, and it was kind of out of nowhere too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sitting there watching it, and like Bailey didn't struggle a long time. Charlotte Flair locked it in and immediately goes into the figure eight, mm-hmm. and Bailey taps out almost immediately. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's really interesting. And uh, that match has been added to Hell in a Cell now, so which is which will be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you knew this, but before that match was added, did you know that there were only three matches listed for Hell in a Cell? Because I didn't realize it. You know, I actually looked it up last night because I wanted to do my my uh, Hell in a Cell preview for my YouTube channel last night. And I was yeah. like, there's only three confirmed cards? <laughs> right. And it's like they forgot <laughs> about it. It's on? like, okay, yeah, we've got we've got the first week of the Wednesday Night War. We've got SmackDown on Fox. We've got the Raw season premiere, and they're all stacked. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, we've got a pay-per-view at the end of the week. Yeah. I guess we could do something there. Uh, it just blows my mind that they forgot about it. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um. Backstage. Backstage. Backstage, Aaron Andrews interviews ya boys. The New Day. New Day? Okay. Oh, you go ahead. I want you to tell all about it. No, I'm good. That's You're all good? I, you just I just want to give the intro. You just wanted the intro? <laughs> yeah. All right. So Aaron Andrews is a very popular sideline reporter and host uh, for the NFL on Fox. And she introduces the New Day. And Kofi Kingston cuts a little promo. She asks if Xavier Woods and Big E are going to be out there tonight when Kofi faces Brock Lesnar. And first of all, Big E is just doing random stuff the whole time. As Kofi Kingston is talking, Big E is like mimicking what Kofi's talking with his hands. And he's just so entertaining and so hilarious. And I love all three of these guys. But when we're just talk, just promos, not, not entering, but just promos, Big E is so much better than both of them. I mean, Kofi's great. Xavier Woods is incredible. But Biggie is just so entertaining to just watch because even when he doesn't open his mouth, mm-hmm. he's just so good. Mm-hmm. He's just so good. And so Xavier says, Kofi has asked us to stay in the back because Kofi wants to prove himself to the world. And he wants to prove that he is, you know, a, 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 a fighting WWE champion. And I don't want to spoil anything, but I do want to say maybe a bad call, Kofi. Might have been a little bad, but it's okay. We'll get there in a minute. What did you think of this promo, Rain? I actually love it. Uh, every time I see the New Day, you know, in their promos, I think it's hilarious because they work so well together. And obviously, I, I know, you know, um, behind the scenes, they're actually really good friends. And I, so I think that's why it helps them when they are on camera. They just joke around. It's, it's just a fun time for them. And you know, the fans feel it. And the fans love it too. I thought it was a, it was interesting as to how they had Aaron Andrews. Yeah. Obviously, it's because it's Fox. Yeah. But you know, I didn't have any problems with it. I just, to me, when I saw Aaron Andrews, I was like, oh, I just hope we kind of stay with our actual, you know, WWE uh, sideline people because that I makes think, sense. yeah, because I I know WWE is trying to get into the mainstream sports. And to make us all feel that, hey, this is not just sports entertainment. This is sports, too. I don't know. I I, I still want that, you know, separation of, hey, yeah. this, this this is sports entertainment. You know, this is our thing. You guys do your own sports and, mm. you know, let us let us do our business. Yeah, I get that. I agree with both of you. I like that point that you made, Rain. And uh, Matt, uh, it's Biggie all the way. He's so funny. <laughs> I just love him. That's all. That's all I have to say. <laughs> So speaking of it being sports, one of the things that I really liked is when some of the bigger stars, and they didn't do it for everyone, it seemed kind of weird, but I guess technically they don't do it for everyone in in real sports. Um, Like when Braun Strowman or Seth Rollins was coming out, it showed their career highlights Mm. on the side of the screen. And I thought that was a nice little Mm, touch, even though, you know, it's not sports. They want to make it more sports centric. So I was okay with that. Mm. I just find it interesting that AEW says in January – we're going to have a more sports-centric show, and now that that's what the WWE is doing, which is fine, but it just, I don't know, it just seems like 
you know, it, it's not like they've never stolen ideas before. Yeah. Who's copying Attitude who Era, now? Attitude Era and ECW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just whatever. That's it's fine. Um, be interesting to see where it goes. I yeah, mean, the, definitely the wars have begun, and mm-hmm. it'd be cool to observe. Speaking of that, and I guess I should say it now. I should have said it at the beginning of the show. So uh, Chris and Kyle and I have a, a message group, as you all know, because we always say when well, we message each other. So I predicted there would be about 1.5 million viewers for the first AEW show. And Kyle took the over, which means he thought there would be more. And Chris took the under, which means he thought there would be less. And Chris was the winner. Uh, but it was real close. 1.4 million viewers wow. for the first AEW show. And the, the same NXT got 891,000. Now, the week before, NXT had one 1.1 million which means they had a very small drop off, mm-hmm. and AEW gained over almost one and a half million mm-hmm. viewers. So to me, that says there are tons of wrestling fans out there that don't watch WWE. So I think that there will, I mean, there is obviously going to be some crossover, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm hoping that everyone is successful. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they showed Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair in the crowd like they did Lita and Trish earlier. They did that with Kurt Angle and Mick Foley too. They did that with some of the Fox guys. I'm trying to think of everyone that they showed on the sidelines, but they they showed a bunch of people, and that's fine. It's a big event, so I understand that's what WWE does, and that's fine. This next segment is my absolute favorite, but I'm going to talk about it last because I feel like I'm going to be talking about it for a little while. So Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, my God. And let me tell you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Let Let me tell you how this went. So Seth and Shinsuke are wrestling for a few minutes. It didn't last very long. Sami Zayn's on the outside. Can I pause? Yes, go ahead. I think that the new set added a lot to Shinsuke and Sami's entrance. Okay. To me, like I've been looking at Shinsuke and Sami as kind of dorks dorks Mm -hmm. lately. Uh, (laughs) So the new set made them look really cool. So I was like, all right, cool. This is cool. The same guys, but just visually, (laughs) it made them look a little bit cooler. It did. The new set really looks good. Just again, as a casual fan, that's that's how I look at things. (laughs) That's good. That's good. So they wrestle for a few minutes. And then, uh, excuse me, I skipped a part. When Seth was coming out, he got interrupted by the Firefly Funhouse. Bray Wyatt does his Funhouse. Rambling Rabbits dressed as Seth Rollins. And he's a big Seth Rollins fan. And Bray Wyatt says, I'm just going to give you a little preview of what's going to happen at Hell in a Cell. And so then it shows uh, Ramblin' Rabbit Rollins. Ramblin' Rollins. We're going to do that. Ramblin' Rollins was stuck in a cell. And he's like, dude, let me out, dude. And then Mercy comes out of the box and, like, bites Ramblin' Rollins. And then you see, like, it cuts back to Bray Wyatt and all this, like, stuffing is thrown on him, but not, like, little teeny rambling rabbit stuffing. Just, like, buckets of stuffing are being thrown on Bray Wyatt. And it was absolutely hilarious, and I loved it. And then he picked up Ramblin' Rollins, who his head and ears have been ripped off from his body. He basically said that's what's going to happen to Seth Rollins. Then Shinsuke and Sammy come out, and they wrestle for a few minutes. And then some of the lights go out, and then more of the lights go out, and then it goes to black. And Seth Rollins is a huge dork, and I'm going to rant in a minute. It's going to happen, but I'm going to let you ladies speak first because I don't want to take up all the time, but boy, I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> Seth Rollins legs it. I mean, he books it back to the ramp, on the top of the ramp. And Shinsuke, being the brave man that he is, the brave bad guy, the heel is in the ring kind of looking around, waiting, because he's brave. But the biggest baby face in the company (laughs) is up on the top of the ramp, terrified. Bray Wyatt then shows up, does the manimal claw to Seth, who is again horrified, and he essentially knocks him out, just like he did on SmackDown, or on, on Raw, and we go to commercial. Now, sweetheart, I'm gonna let you go first, then we'll let Rain talk. And then I'm going to have my say. So what, what did you think of this? Okay. Well, I'll be brief. Uh, as expected, right? The the lights go out and you're like, okay, the fiend's coming for Rollins. That's why Shinsuke stayed in the ring. He's like, this isn't about me. <laughs> and he's just hanging out. Right? And then uh, and, and, uh, Rollins is a big coward. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it'll be interesting. I feel like Hell in the Cell will be interesting because it'll just be the fiend chasing Rollins around in circles. Uh, mm-hmm. As he runs away, <laughs> so that's it. 
That's what I think. Oh, man. What did you think, Rain? Can I just quote myself from our podcast, Monday Night Raw podcast, when I said yep. that the rabbit was a symbolism of yes. Seth Rollins <laughs> at Hell in a Cell. And he literally was. Like, they obviously listened to this show. Yes. And they're like, well, that's a good point, Rain. Let's just make the rabbit Rollins. And it worked out perfectly. Yeah. yeah. So I remember I saw rambling rabbit Rollins and I sent you guys a message on Instagram. I was like, oh my God, remember what I said on the podcast for Monday Night Raw? It's happening right now. They listen to us. It's just so perfect. That's where it was just just amazing to see that. And I remember just jumping. I was like, oh my God, this is real. This is happening. (laughs) And then when the lights turned off, it was, it was freaky to, to be a part of it. I know. I mean, I knew the fiend wasn't after me, but at the same time, I was in the same room, the dark room. (laughs) So I was like, okay, this is freaky. Is he going to show up right behind me? And then, you know, obviously he was after Seth Rollins. So, (laughs) but the crowd actually was uh, chanting uh, Ramblin' Rollins. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yes. Like after he got attacked, the the crowd was chanting Ramblin' Rollins. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Now, on TV, after Seth got attacked, they faded to black. You heard the Bray Wyatt laughter, and then it ended. So oh, when you saw okay. it live, did he just kind of turn around and walk away, or what happened? So they ended at the uh, – let's see. I think – did they fall from – no, no, they didn't fall from the from the set, right? They ended somewhere yeah, to the he, side. Yeah, well, he threw him off. I saw him throw him off. Okay. And then uh, so um, the Fiend just walked back. Uh, backstage, and then Seth got escorted by, I can't remember if it was a referee or security. And that's when the crowd started chanting uh, Ramblin' Rollins. That's terrific. Oh, I wish I would have been there. It's interesting that you said about how it felt eerie being in the same room, even though you know it wasn't. He wasn't coming for Uh you. I told Matthew that last night when lights went out, I said, now I'm not going to be able to go to a SmackDown show until this nonsense is over. Because I couldn't handle that. That's that's very scary. Because you hear the sound oh, effects too. So you're like, oh my yeah. God, this is happening right now. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys some names. All right? Okay. And this is this is their baby face incarnation, all right? Because I know sometimes when, when a big baby face, for example, Hulk Hogan, turns heel sometimes his he turns to a little bit of a coward but this is their baby face incarnation all right okay hulk hogan stone cold steve austin the rock brett the hitman Hart, john cena roman reigns braun Strowman, sting now those seven or eight names i gave you can you imagine any of them running away like a coward from anybody. And it blows my mind that arguably the biggest baby face in the company, biggest male baby face in the company, ran away like a coward and no one has done that yet except jerry lawler but it's okay because he didn't run away like a coward he was smart the lights went out and he's like nope seen this before and walks away because jerry lawler is a 70 year old genius yes no seth rollins is in his prime he is the universal champion and it's okay to show a little bit of fear Mm -hmm. finn balor showed a little bit of fear because it's realistic the dude looks like a friggin' monster. Mm-hmm. He looks like he, he's out of some horror movie. And it's okay to be like, man, what have I got myself into? It's not okay to run away like you're the biggest dork in the biggest wrestling company in the world. It just blows my mind. And again, I know like Chris says, it's scripted. That's what he's supposed to do. Well, yes, but he's being poorly scripted. And Seth Rollins should not be running away from anyone if he's a big baby face. So here's what should happen on Hell in a Cell on Sunday. Seth Rollins should get absolutely destroyed by The Fiend. And if you say that would ruin Seth Rollins, it's too late. It's too late. He is absolutely already ruined. Turn the guy heel, have the fiend win the Universal Championship, 
and then let him start wrestling other big baby faces. Because Seth Rollins is, no one wants to be Seth Rollins. No, There's no child that goes, man, what a superhero. I would absolutely love to be that guy. Now, Ramblin' Rabbit wants to be okay, Seth Okay, excuse me. Excuse me. Ramblin' Rabbit does want to be Seth Rollins. That's correct. So I, I, maybe I'm wrong. But he keeps dying. Yeah, so. maybe, maybe this whole thing is incorrect, and every little child is like, I want to be like this big friggin' coward. No. It just it blows my mind. I just don't get it. I it just I I I I don't have anything else to say. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. So there you go. Good rant. <laughs> let, let, let's uh, let's move on, and let's move on to my absolute favorite thing from the night, and that is Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in a "You're Fired" ladder match. I actually saw, if you guys don't follow Rain on Twitter, it's at WWWhatIf, or not Twitter, I'm sorry, Instagram, and then we'll give you all that information again at the end of the show, but she posted so many cool mm-hmm. shots from SmackDown last night, and a couple of them were from this ladder match. They were absolutely incredible. I'm actually kind of jealous, Rain. I wish I had your sheets. <laughs> but, uh, we, we, like, I saw the ladder breaking that was on the side. I saw the coast-to-coast with Shane McMahon. Like, it, it just... It all looked really, really good. And I actually, uh, a little disappointingly, I told my my beautiful wife that's sitting right here next to me, I said, this match would have really benefited from not having a commercial break because it, it was really good and it came off really good on TV. But if it would have had that extra three and a half minutes, I think it would have been something really, really mm. special. And again, solid match, really solid match. But I think that if this would have been on Hell in a Cell this Sunday... It, it would have been that much better. How did it come off on live? And let me show you where the commercial break was. So Shane does his elbow drop onto uh-huh. the table. And then we come back. I think when we come back, is is Kevin on top of the turnbuckle? I think is what's going on. So like we, I feel like we missed something. And maybe they were just laying there for three minutes. I don't know. But I feel like we we're missing something. Because we come back from the break. Shane is laying on the ladder. Yeah. And then Kevin Owens yeah. is on top of the turnbuckle. Hmm. Let me see. I'm trying to think see the, the thing was that's surprising to me that they actually went to commercial <laughs> i know i thought it was a really really bad match to yeah because i on. i feel like the crowd was just like engaged too and i can't even remember which part it was because I, well well let me just say that every after uh wwe event that i go to i'm just like I, I call this my uh, hangover, but you know, I'm not really hungover because <laughs> I would be super pumped the night before. And then the next day, I'm just like, OK, uh-huh. yeah, you're, you're OK. <laughs> yeah. um, so <laughs> so let's see. So Shane was on. Uh, you know what? I think they were just like playing around like like in, like on the side of the ring. Because I, I don't remember. OK, because I think that the makes, videos that, that I sense. posted, I mean, you mentioned it. So I'm assuming that's what's shown on TV too. Yeah. 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 That was on TV. I think, cause yeah. I remember yeah. there was a part where in, after they, they did their stuff at the announce table, Shane, for some reason, yeah. went back in the ring, did nothing. <laughs> and then went back out. And I was like, why did he do that? This, I mean, there's no count outs in this match. So okay, it might that be that sense. part then. Yeah. Cause I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, because I was asking weird. myself, I was like, uh, I don't think they do countouts on ladder matches. <laughs> no, they don't. Because <laughs> that's how well, it, he also... made it look like. He rolled in, and then the referee's like, it seemed like he gave him a gesture that, okay, you're good. <laughs> what? But what is happening right now? Well, Shane McMahon also put his leg on the rope at the, uh, the cage match with Miz, and the referee stopped counting, even though there are no rope breaks in cage matches. But that's okay. That's okay. I've moved on from that. so yeah kevin owens got the win here after a power bomb onto a ladder uh looks so solid Mm -hmm. he climbed the ladder and after he grabbed the briefcase he said two wonderful words that we've all wanted to hear him say to shane mcmahon and b-dubs won't you give it to me he said you're fired and he is and he's gone now we all know shane mcmahon's not legitimately fired what I hope this really means is that he's going to stay off TV for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And again, these these ridiculous extreme matches that Shane McMahon is in, 
they're a lot of fun. And the guy's almost 50 years old. I mean, in January, he'll be 50. Oh, wow. I don't necessarily want him to permanently go away because how much longer can he do this kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. But I don't want him on, I don't want him on TV every single week. I don't. And, and his, his best in the world persona is just super annoying. So let him go for away for a while. Let him come back, maybe set up something at WrestleMania and then maybe have two matches a year. And that's all we need from Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. We don't need him on TV every week. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, Paul Heyman showing in the background. He basically says Lesnar's winning. Not a, It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. And yeah, Paul Heyman's just good. We come back from commercial and Braun Strowman's coming out. And all seven of the other guys are already in the ring. I'm assuming they got their own interests live. Is that correct? Which one are you talking about? For, AJ and for AJ. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Orton and all them. Yeah. Yeah. So the only the only interest we saw on TV was Braun Strowman. Oh, okay. So, so um, I just want to point it out that um, AJ Styles actually had pyro this time. Did he? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah, so it was Randy first, and then uh, Randy didn't have any pyro. But then when AJ Styles walked in, he actually had pyro. It looked okay. awesome. I really miss the Randy Orton, like the the reigning pyro that he used Ooh, to have. Yeah. Like I hope they bring that back. It was it was really cool. But this match, I hated hated this match. And let me tell you why. And I know seeing it live might be different because you have eight superstars in the ring. But the reason I hated this match is because the Miz and Dolph Ziggler started. There was one tag in the entire match with eight people, <laughs> with eight superstars. I mean, it was. Let's see. It was Orton, AJ. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode yeah. on one side. And the other side, you've got Braun Strowman, The Miz, and Heavy Machinery. And, like, they didn't really do anything. You know, they Miz ta- they beat up Miz for a minute. They tagged Braun in. He tagged Braun in. Uh, Braun runs outside and, and you know, beats up all the all the mm-hmm. heels. He throws Dolph Ziggler into Tyson Fury, who's a, who's a very popular, prominent boxing champion. He tried to get in the ring. The security escorted him out. It's been announced now that he'll be on Monday Night Raw with an open mic. So this whole eight-man match was to accomplish two things. One, to have eight of your biggest superstars on a show that you know is already over overpacked, really, mm-hmm. um, w- which is fine. I'm glad they were on it, you know, on the Fox Fox premiere. And secondly, to set up some sort of weird Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury thing. The match was nothing. It was basically an angle to set that up. And it's disappointing because that's eight really popular guys. And I would love to see them really, really throw on a good match. What do you think, honey? It's disappointing because we saw Otis for about three seconds. Right. And that's it. But I will say uh, a shout out, a thank you to Rain for sending pictures and video of Otis. I was very happy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> so how did how did this come off live? You know, I actually agree with both of you because watching it live, I mean, I know we got like finisher after finisher. I mean, I think it's just like a quick showcase of, hey, we got eight superstars out here. Let's just show everyone quickly what they can do. And, you know, I thought the match was actually rushed. And again, I think it's just a setup for Braun and um, I forgot his name, Tyson. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, yeah. Um, I think it's just a setup for them. And what what I find interesting was I actually – did he try to cross over the security wall? Yeah, he actually stepped over, and then security kind of escorted him out. Okay, because I think from my perspective, I actually saw security running first before seeing oh, him really? trying to cross over the, the security wall. <laughs> that makes sense, because as soon as he stepped over, there's like 10 guys on him, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, so I was he's like... He's a legitimately big dude. What is going on? Why am I seeing a bunch of dudes running from backstage, and then this guy's, <laughs> like, you know, trying to you know, fight Braun Strowman now? So I don't know which happened uh-huh. first. So yeah. maybe I just saw the security guys first, and something else was happening. But I just knew that when I saw the security guys, I was like, what is happening right now? Okay, look somewhere else. Oh, there it is. <laughs> well, if they if they legit ran from the entranceway, they absolutely ran first because as soon as he stepped over, 
Like, I don't even know if he got all the way over and they were in his face. Uh. So, yeah, that, that's definitely that. That would have been kind of weird to see live. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I, th- I thought that was like such a wrong cue for, I guess, for the security guys to run out first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I I guess. I mean, they, if they had to be there and that's a long run, but. Yeah. Know, it yeah. Seems it might be that. Yeah. That's why they're like, hey, you know what? Something's going to happen, guys. Just yeah. go run out there now. They showed EDM DJ Marshmallow accidentally pinning Carmella because Otis like knocks Carmella and Marshmallow and R-Truth over and Marshmallow falls on top of Carmella. And they're like, it's incidental contact. One, two, three. Marshmallow (laughs) is your new 24-7 champion. And then after he realizes it, he's like, cool. And then holds up the title and runs away. All right, that's fine. Um, There also was another segment on YouTube, which did not make it to SmackDown, that showed... Uh, Marshmallow trying to get into a limo or, or into a vehicle. I don't, I don't think it was a limo, actually. And as he opens the door, there's another Marshmallow there. But as this Marshmallow gets out, he takes off his Marshmallow head, and it's R-Truth. Oh. And Marshmallow's like, what is happening? Even though he makes no noise whatsoever. And then behind him is Marshmallow. Ah, oh, there she is. Oh. And then Marshmallow rolls up Marshmallow and gets the three, takes off her mask, and R-Truth says, you're the new 48-7 champion. And they get in the vehicle. And for some reason, they like grab the ref and, he, and R-Truth's like, you come too. And I'm thinking, that's a really dumb thing to do. If you're the 24-7 champion, you don't want any referees around you, but that's fine. <laughs> and then they they book it and they're gone. But it's R-Truth. It so. is R-Truth. So he can get away with it. And that, it was super entertaining. It was really funny. So we liked it. Lumberjack match. Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. Rain, you want to tell us about this match and how it came off live and what you thought of it? It was actually cool to see uh, um, Daniel Bryan. I wish uh, we could hear his commentary. Uh, we could it was just good. see him. We could, just, yeah, we could just see him on the screen, like talking. And I was like, oh man, I wish I could hear him right now. Um, I think the crowd loved um, Roman Reigns. I mean, they always love Roman Reigns, but um, yeah, I think for this one, you know, just him and uh, Eric Rowan, these two giants, just going on a match i think they did well and the crowd loved it too i just find it weird that when luke harper came out and obviously you know roman ended up winning i found it weird that he actually he pulled a charlotte on this one because he just left eric rowan there laying in the ring yeah he like he was the first person to leave the set he was the first person to go back what (laughs) yeah after the match was over last time we saw luke harper it was when roman reigns jumped on all the all the guys on the outside and they were all down Mm -hmm. so after the after basically after the match was over we didn't see anybody leave on tv oh okay yeah after the match was over so i wasn't sure if that was shown on tv so i was like oh that was actually weird because I, I mean, he you can't miss him. He's such a tall dude. So I could actually yeah, see yeah. him leaving first. And I was like, um, so you trying to pull a Charlotte here, just leaving your tag team partner <laughs> out there? Yeah, that is really weird. My only real complaint with this, let me ask you this. Did any of the Lumberjacks get their own entrances? No. They all came okay, out at the that, same time. That makes sense. What I don't like about it is, in my opinion, Lumberjack should be goobers. They should be the 24-7 guys that don't matter. You know, Heath Slater was out there, Titus O'Neil, No Way Jose, the B-team, guys that don't matter if they look stupid. But you know who else was out there? Chad Gable, who they're getting a push. Ricochet was out Andrade there, the Viking too, Raiders. You know, yeah, oh. and the Viking Raiders basically at one point backed away from Eric Rowan. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They, not if you're pushing these guys like monsters. It's not how it works. They all did. Like, yeah. I'm like, aren't you out there to, to be the enforcers? Mm-hmm. But everybody's like backing up like they're scared. I'm like, that's what's the point of the lumberjack match? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd be okay again if it were goobers. If the B team was like, oh, I'm not getting into that. That's fine. It's the B team. But the Viking Raiders. Yeah, come on. It just looks stupid. It just looks stupid. Otherwise, the match came off really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, and and I'm really excited for this tag team match on Saturday. Um, excuse me, on Sunday. Um, I think it's gonna be gonna be really fun. What did you think of the match, honey? The uh, the whole. Oh yeah, the match was great. I'm basically just echoing you. Uh, the the lumberjacks were not good lumberjacks. No, they and it was a weird amalgamation of people. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're doing that in that role, and then but the match was great, and uh, the shaking hands at the end. That was like okay, so. 
Daniel Bryan is mm-hmm. a good guy now. Mm-hmm. If we had any questions, because he's been kind of riding the line, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that to me is a is a sign. Yeah, I agree. I think that is correct. Um, now I will say that as he was shaking Roma's hand, he said, "Just for one night." So I think he's he's I think he's going to be I think he's a face, but I don't think he's super nice, kind, mm-hmm. yes movement mm-hmm. baby face that we had. I think it's fine. I think you need to have that evolution of characters. That's why someone like Chris Jericho can wrestle for 20 years Mm -hmm. because longer than that. Gosh, because there's half a dozen different iterations of Chris Jericho. You don't always have the same Chris Jericho. Lionheart died a long time ago. The list guy is gone. And as much as we love those guys, yeah, as much as we love those guys now he's the pain maker. And you know what? We still love Chris Jericho. So I'm okay with this this change for mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan. I just, uh, you know, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. And I hope to the good Lord it doesn't have Daniel Bryan turning on Roman Reigns and then joining Ooh. up with Eric and Luke. Because isn't that such a WWE move? It's like, I was the brainchild all along. I'm like, yeah, but well, they've been destroying you for weeks. And it, it would it would tear the legs out from Eric Rowan and it'll make, make Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan look really stupid. I just hope that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Well, we shall see. And so this is where the show ended. And the show gets an A-plus from me. Is that how it works? That's how it works. The show's over? The show's over. There's nothing else to talk about? There's nothing else to talk about. A-plus. Good job, SmackDown. I feel like, as a teacher, that you, if someone were to write a paper or maybe complete a test, you wouldn't do, you know, 80% of it and be like, this is perfect, 100, and then move on. <laughs> So I think it's only fair. I might say to the child, wouldn't you like to rewrite the ending? <laughs> so, so I feel like this this last this last question, that's clearly an essay question, uh, you can't just drop it. And I feel like as promoted as it was in the main event, I... it's like 25 to 30% of the grade, unfortunately. Well, well that's bad. Because for the, the rest of this show was incredible. And we'll, we'll talk about our ratings here in a minute. And I can't wait <laughs> later today, uh, in a couple hours after this goes up, we're posting our Hell in a Cell preview, and I'm going to ask Chris about <laughs> about this, and I can't wait for it. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. And when Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan started, I, I look at my beautiful wife, and I say, one of these matches is going to be real short, because there ain't but about 25 minutes mm-hmm. left. And Roman and Eric wasn't like super long. But it wasn't short. So by the time Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston were in the ring, it was 9.50 Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, this this is about over. And I look at B-dubs and I say, and I quote, Brock Lesnar is going to kill him. So what I expected was a five-minute match of Brock Lesnar throwing Kofi around the ring, doing an F5, getting a, getting a two-count, but he has to get up. He's got to hit Kofi a couple more times because Kofi is your fighting champion. Mm-hmm. Kofi gets a little offense in, but he just can't overtake the beast. I would have been okay with that. And it would have been a little, a little disappointing, but I would I say I would have been okay with it. Maybe I wouldn't be, but compared to the crap that we got, because here's what happened. The bell rings. Brock Lesnar picks up Kofi Kingston. F5. One. Two. Three. The match lasted all of eight seconds. Mm-hmm. And it was so disappointing. And if I would have been there live, Rain, and I'm going to ask your opinion here in just a mm-hmm. second. If I would have been there live and I paid to see Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar and this was the bull crap that I was delivered, I would have been absolutely livid. So what did you think? See, I was disappointed that I didn't have my camera up when uh, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing happened because it happened so fast. Um, I agree yep. with you on that. I was excited to see Kofi versus Brock Lesnar and for the match to just end like that, for him to just lose the WWE uh, World Heavyweight Championship just like that, that wasn't that wasn't good. I, yeah. I expected more from that match. And I was also worried about time because I was like, I, I thought SmackDown's one two hours. Are we going to go over? Because this is kind of weird. There's only yeah. 10 minutes left. And I did not expect what happened. And I remember the reaction of everyone when Brock yeah. was pinning Kofi. That th- those three seconds, we were all hoping, okay, you're going to kick out, right? You're going to kick out, right? And he didn't. 
And I just remember looking to whoever was right next to me and we were literally staring at each other and we're like, what did just happen? What happened? Yeah. So everyone was in shock that Brock Lesnar defeated Kofi Kingston just like that. Kofi Kingston, who was pretty much, who went through so much, right? And and, and I feel like WWE yeah. made so much buildup about Kofi Kingston being, you know, finally getting his WrestleMania moment and being a champion. And to just lose like that to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, after 180 yeah, it, days. It was, I, I, I don't know. I, I, felt, I felt so bad for Kofi last night. I don't blame you. And some people on Twitter actually were sending out kind messages. And again, although we know wrestling is scripted, it has to be disappointing to be a champion for six months and the the rider to say, all right, go out and lose in eight seconds. Yeah. Like, I, I can understand yeah. that. So I know you didn't like it either. Tell me what you thought, honey. I hated it. I will tell you the truth. I didn't see this match because I looked away for five seconds. Oh, I looked no. at you. I looked at Matthew. I glance at Matthew, and then all of a sudden, there's a pin happening. I look back, and it's over. And I'm like, I didn't even see it. So they play the replay, Which and the, the replay is the entire match because it was eight seconds long. Uh, and I'm like, what just happened? Why did they do that? Mm-hmm. I, I said out loud, why would they do that? So why would they do it that way? Like, okay, you know, he was going to lose. Like, the way you described it, how it should, could have happened is a good way to describe it. But this was just crazy. And it gets worse. <laughs> it does get worse. So after after it's over, Rey Mysterio's music hits. Which was exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, awesome. Rey Mysterio is going to come out here. And even though this whole thing was bull crap, Rey Mysterio, former world heavyweight champion, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, is going to come redeem himself and his son and beat the snot out of this giant beast. But no, that's not what happened. And I also want to notate, okay, I want to be fair about this. I am not a UFC fan. I've probably seen four or five UFC matches. So maybe if I was a UFC fan, I would have popped at this. Mm -hmm. But I'm not. I'm a wrestling Mm -hmm. fan. So when Cain Velasquez and Rey Mysterio come out, I literally thought, and I think you, someone messaged this to me. It might have been you, Rand. I can't remember. But someone said... Uh, uh, did anyone else think that that was Dominic there with with uh, Oh my uh, God, Mysterio? yes, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I did too. Like I'm like, wait a minute, what, why is Dominic so big? Because I've never seen him without a shirt on. And uh, they zoom in, and it's Cain Velasquez. Which, if you're not a UFC fan, and I, this is one of the few matches that I've ever watched, Cain uh, Velasquez absolutely destroyed Brock Lesnar in the UFC. So Brock Lesnar looked like he saw a ghost, mm-hmm. and. Cain Velasquez gets in the ring. This is where it gets a little bit better. He does a double leg takedown, beats the snot out of Brock Lesnar for a few seconds. Brock gets out, runs away like a coward, which is fine because he's a bad guy. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting over it. I'm okay. Um, but, yeah, the, again, I was disappointed with this. And I get that he's a huge star. Um, and he had two great matches in Mexico, apparently. But this is not how I wanted the show to end. It, it just, I was just really disappointed. I, I don't know. The whole show mm-hmm. was so mm-hmm. good. And I feel like it just kind of fell off the cliff at the end. Yeah. And, and I get Clint Kane Velasquez is supposed to be a really big name. I, I just don't know. I just feel like it missed the mark and maybe I'm wrong. And I feel like if there's people that are UFC and WWE fans, they were probably mm-hmm. freaking out. And so I want to be fair, but just for me, it didn't do anything. And yeah, I agree with you on um, on Kane Velasquez is coming out with Ray. I mean, from from a crowd perspective, we were far. Well, I mean, we were far away. So you're seeing this. I mean, week after week, we saw Dominique with Ray. So when Ray came out with someone, right. I associated that person as to Dominique. And I was like, well, I didn't know Dominique was that buff, but cool, he's gonna beat up Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so. Um, so someone actually asked me, who is that? And I was like, I think that's that's Ray's son, Dominique. And then when he started beating up Brockless, I was like, uh, there is no way that's Dominique. And then I could actually, <laughs> and I could finally see his uh, face on the screen. And oh, okay, it's someone else. And uh, I remember uh, Chris mentioned Cain Velasquez. So I looked him up and I was like, oh, okay, so that is Cain Velasquez. But yeah, I was actually yeah. disappointed too because. To me, you know, 
again, we're WWE fans and, you know, obviously there's there's people who love WWE and UFC, but for someone who loves yeah. WWE, I think this stage should be for professional wrestlers. Like I, I, right. you know, th- th- this is a different stage. This is sports entertainment. I'm not saying you know UFC is not you know sports entertainment too. But but you get what I'm saying. There's there's WWE is scripted. UFC right. is not, as far as I know. But <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying. It's like yeah. this is a different stage. There are a bunch of hardworking professional wrestlers out there dying to be in the WWE, dying to be in that stage. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and you're you're making these UFC guys take up that that spot for these people who are working, you know, local professional wrestling units and trying to make it to the big stage. That is Rain uh, from WWE What If, and that is uh, her new biggest fan would be at Chris Cumby because that's exactly his <laughs> all the time. All right, sweetheart, what what did you think? Um, I disagree. I uh, just. We have the confusion of Kofi just lost in two seconds. Uh, here's Rey Mysterio's music. Okay, cool. What's about to happen? And it's almost like, I mean, it was just a train wreck. It was almost like they thought, oh, we're running out of time. Hurry, uh, go out and squash Kofi. And then, oh, Kane Velasquez is here. Great. Hey, uh, hey, Ray, <laughs> grab Kane and walk out with him and see what happens. See, uh, see what happens. And then Lesnar's like looking kind of, you know, Seth Rollins scared, uh-huh. um, which is like, oh, okay, maybe these two have a history. I don't know who Kane Velasquez is, and I'm yeah. not a UFC fan. I feel and like I a really lot of wrestling just, fans are like that. Yeah, I really just agree with what Rain said that this the stage really should primarily be for wrestlers. Um, where's Where's Aleister Black? Where are people mm-hmm. that could have mm-hmm. come up? Mm-hmm. And, that I'm going to take up this challenge. I'm going to fight mm-hmm. uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But I feel like we have a lot of fans who are saying they don't even like Brock Lesnar. Why are we bringing another UFC fighter right. into this mix? Yeah. It just was, it was a big disappointment. Yeah. I have two big problems with this. And, and the first one is to bring out Cain Velasquez and to give him the push that WWE wanted to, they had to bury their WWE champion, yeah. And another huge star in Rey Mysterio. And, and both of them look really dumb now. And that's mm-hmm. very disappointing. But my, my biggest problem, and almost my biggest concern, and I guess with I understand with wrestling, card subject to change. I get that. But on WWE Raw, we were promised Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio, and they did not deliver. Mm-hmm. And on Friday Night SmackDown, we were promised Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston. And really? An eight-second eight match is not delivering. No. So the two main events for the series premiere of Raw and the Fox premiere of SmackDown were nothings. Neither of them really happened. So, and again, I understand it's a TV show and sometimes thing like, things like this happen. And I was willing to forgive it on Raw, even though for those of you that listen on the Raw show, you understand that if I was there live, I would have been disappointed that I didn't get Rey Mysterio or Randy Orton and said I got Rusev. Nothing against Rusev, but he's just not on the same level as those guys yet. Mm-hmm. And then now, if I was there, and I'm like, Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston, the Brock and Seth matches were really entertaining, and I can't wait to see Kofi Kingston try to try to stand up to Brock Lesnar, and he gets destroyed in eight seconds. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I couldn't. I couldn't even if I was there. I would absolutely flip out. Um, so as the resident teacher, B-dubs, I want you, the whole show, the whole thing. The whole show. I want you to tell me what you would grade this show. It's hard. This is bad. Um, the whole show was great. I was flying high. I was like, okay, good job, SmackDown. You have risen to the challenge. Uh, you have exceeded expectations. We're doing great. And then the ending. And it's like, oh, it just <laughs> fell apart. Um, if I were being strict and I were being harsh, and honestly, the ending was so bad, I, I'm going to step away from my usual persona where I say, well, we'll give them a break. Um, I'm going to be harsh. This show, the show gets a D plus. A D plus? Ooh. The plus is bad. three letter grades because of this. It did. It fell apart for me. And, and I think it's because I was flying high and I fell so far. That's oh why gosh. I'm just done. I cannot handle the uh, the nonsense anymore. So that's it. The plus so. is is for the rest of the show. <laughs> the D is for the ending. So that's it. I'm done. Chris Cummy might also be your biggest fan here real soon after that. And, and I, I want to say that as much as I love you, I wouldn't want to be one of your students on one of your bad days. Because- <laughs> 
It's like, oh, this is all really good. Oh, he really screwed up. D. Like, oh, uh, my you God. hacked me into this. So I, I feel like I, I'm done. No, I'll stand with my girl. I, I might have. I girl. might have a little bit. All right, Rain. What What did you think? You saw it live, so that's really, really mm-hmm. cool. Give me that. Give me, give me what your thoughts of what live. So they're lucky because I'm still hyped. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a B plus. Okay. Because right. I am still hyped, but again, there are things that got me really disappointed. But I just want to point out that being in the same place at the same time with The Rock, that <laughs> yeah. was finally it happened. Uh-huh. You know, that was such a great moment. I was literally, I mean, not just myself, but everyone was just electrified, you know, in that moment. But the rest of the show, uh, I remember actually uh, during the ladder match um, between Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon, we were actually expecting Stone Cold Steve Austin to come out and help Kevin Owens. That would have been cool. He was advertised for the show. That was a thing after the show. People were chanting, Austin, Austin, Austin. Yeah. Because he was advertised to be on the show. But then again, uh, I remember they played a clip of Stone Cold Steve Austin before the show started. So is that classified as Stone Cold Steve Austin being there? Maybe, yes. But we were kind of disappointed that we didn't see him because, again, he was advertised to be there. Yeah. Obviously, with the match... Uh, ending the way it did, I totally agree with Carol. It's disappointing. You know, I I, I kind of wish that they made at least Kofi fight for for this championship that he fought so hard to get. Right. Yeah. And him losing that way, it just made him look like you know like crap, pretty much. My yeah, only thing like is, I hope they have some sort of rematch, and, mm-hmm. and I'm afraid they won't because they're pushing to towards Kane and in the world of kayfabe why would someone that loses their title in eight seconds get a get a rematch right mm-hmm. he deserves mm-hmm. one doesn't he like in, in the real world in our yeah our, he Kofi Kingston the man not the character the character doesn't the man mm-hmm. deserves a rematch and mm-hmm. so I hope he gets it I really do and the other thing too that you know got me disappointed disappointed was again I'm gonna repeat this this is professional wrestling. Yes. There are a bunch of dudes who deserve this stage. And I'm not saying Kane Velasquez or Brock Lesnar does not deserve a big stage because right. you know, they're UFC fighters. They deserve a big stage too. I mean, they're great athletes. But again, this is professional wrestling. This is a WWE. Please let those hardworking professional wrestlers who would who would perform in front of people, sometimes with, with, with no money. You know, yeah. with, with not making anything, but because they love this art and this 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 sport so much, they they do it because yeah. this this is what they live for. Give these yeah. people a chance; they deserve mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I agree. So this is real. This, and I've said it before, but this is one of the hardest shows I've ever had to grade because I'm looking at the rundown of everything that happened. And boy, weren't the highs high. Mm, I mean, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon was absolutely incredible. The Rock coming out with Becky Lynch and, and King Corbin, it was just so, so good. But boy, weren't the lows just really low? Mm, with your Lord biggest baby face in the company running away, <laughs> your your WWE champion losing in eight seconds, that weird tag team match with Tyson Fury that only really got to the point of Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury over. I just, I don't know. And like, I feel like I'm going to give it a mediocre grade, but at the same time, I enjoyed the show a lot more than what I'm grading it Mm -hmm. because the show was fun to watch, even though, you know, some of the things happened were kind of dumb. I'm going to say B minus. And I enjoyed the show more than a B minus. And I know that Mm -hmm. might seem weird Mm -hmm. for me to say, but the lows were just so low. And again, sometimes I enjoy the bad stuff. I don't like Seth Rollins. So when I saw him run away, I'm like, what a dork. Look at him. He's a huge loser. And it made me happy because I don't like Seth Rollins. But, you know, if in the world of kayfabe, if I'm a little kid and I see, you know, a guy that's supposed to be my hero run away from the bad guy like a coward, I just, I don't know. I've ran too much on that. Uh, B minus is my grade for this show. 
But again, it was super fun. I, I absolutely love the presentation, and I hope that we continue to get you know big match feels because of all of that. It was, it was a lot of fun. So, Rain, before we do our sign-off, will you please let me know where we can find you on all of your social media? Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram at WWE What If, on Twitter at WWE underscore What If, and if you guys have not checked out my YouTube page, it's YouTube.com slash WWE What If. Absolutely, and you have to follow the future WWE manager, Rain, from at WWE What If. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wrestle Life Matt, and that's where you can follow me on everything. You have been listening to Wrestle Life Radio, episode 36. Rain, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. My beautiful wife, B-Dubs, I'm so glad you were able to sit in on the show with me today. How can we follow you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and on YouTube at Carolson. And then you can follow Chris on Twitter at WrestleLifeHeel. You can follow him on Instagram at Chris Cumby. And you can follow Mr. Kyle Pauly on Instagram at Kyle.Pauly. Follow us all on Instagram at WrestleLifeRadio and on Twitter at WrestleLifePod. And on Facebook, also at WrestleLifeRadio. Please listen to our Hell in a Cell preview. It's coming up in just a couple hours. And next week, we're going to have five more episodes and it's going to be absolutely insane we're going to be looking very much forward to it thank you so much for joining us on this wild ride this crazy journey this is wrestle life matt with two lovely ladies b-dubs my beautiful wife carol and rain thank you all so much have a wonderful wonderful day